Welcome into today's show. I'm so glad that you are here. Father Anthony and I had a blast recording today's show. Uh, blindsided him a couple times. He opened a mystery gift from one of our listeners live on the air. Hilarious. Uh, we also learned about a mystery talent that he has that I didn't know he had until very recently. We go through all of that. And then I got a beard trim that was way more sensual than I thought it was going to be. Wild show today. Hope you guys enjoy. If you do enjoy it, please, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, like the video, subscribe to Forte Catholic's YouTube channel. If you're listening on podcasts, please subscribe wherever you listen. Leave a review if you can. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy the show. Would you like to uh, do the opening of the show however you would like to? Get creative. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, give me a half a second here. Um, okay. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. All right. Three, two, and one. Hey, you. You're listening to Forte Catholic. You probably already know that because you clicked on it. Why do we even do intros? I'm Father because Anthony. This is, also on, this is also on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why you're the professional. So welcome to Forte Catholic. I am your co-host, Father Anthony Sharapa. And we also have, surprisingly, on the Forte Catholic show, Taylor Stroll. Taylor Stroll, how are you doing today? Oh my gosh. I'm, I, I'm never letting you do that again. <laughs> I, like, usually when I'm like, hey, let's do something creative. You just do a whole new intro, do whatever you want. It'll be fun. And usually it is. But uh, I guess I didn't give you enough warning today because mm. that was unprofessional and unfunny and it was, uh, happy Thanksgiving. It was <laughs> fun for me. Fun for me. And you gave me literally 30 seconds to come up with something. Well, we spent we've spent the last thirty minutes together trying to get your computer to work. Right, I assumed the show would go as normal. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, uh, we just finished up uh, Thanksgiving, but more importantly, if you were watching on YouTube, you noticed something that Father Anthony and I both noticed right when we started this recording. We are both matching in a shirt that was printed five years ago. We are both wearing the Forte Catholic Word Splash shirt, which you can get on sale right now at Forte catholic.com slash store everything is 20 percent off in the whole store until the end of the year because you know what we say in our house every day is black friday <laughs> <laughs> and cyber monday and there are a lot of things said in our house by me that can't be repeated and by my children that can't be repeated <laughs> so well um there's something happened you received something in the mail i did a, f a few days ago and uh, why don't you tell us about it? So I got something in the mail. Um, for those watching on YouTube, it's obviously sent to me by, it must be a child of some sort, judging by the handwriting and the Scooby-Doo uh, postage stamp. And if uh, there's any other doubt, in purple crayon on the back, it says, please open next time you are with, you are on air with Taylor. Now, so... Very. How long ago did, how long ago did you receive this? Uh, two weeks ago, maybe. So, how much do you want to open that? Very right much so. Very much so. What was more concerning, like first, that's just weird. I get a cryptic, you know, letter in the mail, and uh, I called you, Taylor. I'm like, what is this? And you just said, <laughs> oh, oh, you'll find out. <laughs> 
So you know what we're going to be doing our second segment today, right? Ah, uh, wait, we're doing the second segment? I'm freaking out about <laughs> we're, this. We're going to be opening that letter here in the second segment. That's called a radio tease for everyone because I package control of the show after making a poor decision of letting Father Anthony open the show. So uh, like any good uh, Forte Catholic show, it starts with a story about me. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those of you watching on the internet or who have seen me in the last few days, I just got my beard trimmed for the first time since before COVID, <laughs> like since March. So if, you, if you've seen me in the last few months, like the bottom of my beard, like where it's supposed to be the longest, is about four inches. Yeah. And on the side next to my ears was about four inches because it all it was all the same <laughs> it was like a, a, a beard fro yeah. you know it was all the same length all the way around it's really annoying and and really warm which you think like in, in the winter you'd want to be like oh let's get warm well it's 87 degrees here so it's still super hot yeah. so I was like I want to get a beard trim and every month since about Let's see. It started in March, March, April. Like, since like May, I've been like, okay, like here locally in Texas, are there people that are doing beard trims? Like, I I would go to like, you know, your regular like chain places that would, that, that you know, th- that are in every city. And I'd be like, okay, can I get my beard trimmed? And they're like, no, you have to wear a mask like to, to get your hair cut. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't have hair. Like, that's not what I'm here for. <laughs> and they were like, well, you have to wear a mask. And I'm like, but you can't trim my beard because it's under the mask, which ironically they could because really all I wanted cut was the parts of the side. (laughs) You know, they could just cut around it. But uh, nobody would cut my beard. There was no room in the end for my beard trim. Did you offer just to hold your breath for the entire beard trim? I I did. And uh, the way that uh, most of the people that that do the beard trims, usually they usually do it in about four minutes because they don't they don't know how much of a money maker my beard is. Like, <laughs> so they don't care. But uh, I finally, I was like, look, I, I can't trim this myself. I will ruin it. If I trim my beard, it means I'm going to be baby faced because I will mess it up. And then I will have to like, it'll be like four inches on one side and one on the other. And I will have to shave it all off. So I don't look dumber than I already do. So I was like, you know what? I was watching TV and I saw a barbershop. And I was like, barbershops have to be open. I don't think barbershops close for anything. Yeah, true, yes. <laughs> so I was right. I called up a local barbershop. And have you ever been to a, like an actual barbershop? No, of course not. Look at this hair. Of course Look not. at this long hair. <laughs> There's no way I go. I go to a salon, a hair professional. <laughs> I don't go to a barbershop, please. I think I, I think it would be argued that barbershops are more professionals than hair salons. Depends. It depends on what kind of, what you're going with your hair. Depends on if you're a man or a woman, and that's the point I was going for. Listen, the same lady has cut my hair since I was seven years old, and I would never cheat on her with a barbershop. That's, that's why you still look dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was meaner to your salon person than to you, and it was meant to be mean to you. I take well, it back, in, salon In her defense, I don't think I've gone there in like a year. Because I just been growing my hair out, so yeah, yeah. You, you do look less homeless today than you usually have. I think because it's pulled back. It's pulled back, and and I trimmed my own beard. My my beard isn't part of my brand, so if I screwed up, I don't care. So uh, what is your brand? Uh, being a priest, I think. <laughs> is it though? <laughs> is it? I don't know. <laughs> uh, so I I go to this barbershop, and I call them. They close at eight o'clock. I call them at seven twelve. 
And I'm like, hey, are y'all still doing be- beard trims with everything going on? He's like, absolutely. And I was like, I know y'all have appointments. Like, should I, they like, it's probably too late. Can I make an appointment for tomorrow? He's like, no, come on in. Like, we have we have two stylists available. So I walk in. It's it's right in my neighborhood. Oh, nice. Like, it's literally in my neighborhood. I've never seen this place before because it's right next to an HEB. And HEB, that, that's like our, like, it, it's called, it stands for here, everything's better yeah. because we're Texas. It's our grocery store, right? So it's huge grocery store place. And then right next to it's this little barber shop. And so I walk in and like from all the barbershops I've seen on TV, like it's usually like and I've been to one barbershop before in my life. It's like every, when I picture barbershop, I picture a lot of African-American men hanging out and laughing because that's what TV has shown us. And that was the one other barbershop that I went to. That's how it was. Yeah. I walk in. There's Tejano music blaring. Uh, I, like the the owner is probably our age. She's like probably young 30s. And he was really cool on the phone. He was really cool when I walked in. He's like, hey, were you guys just called? Because, uh, he, you know, I walked in. He saw I didn't have hair, so I must have been the guy that called about the beard that looked really stupid, right? You look like a guy who used a beard trim. <laughs> <laughs> Fix me, please. Uh, so I, 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 I sign in, and the Tejano music's blaring. And then, like, uh, as I'm sitting there, like, it's a really cool vibe. Like, the music is really, really loud. Tejano music. And then it's, like, old school R&B. Then it's new school R&B. Then it's a pop song. And then it's, like, an oldie song. Like, it's just blaring literally all kinds of music. I'm like, this is a cool vibe, right? So I, I sign in, and I sit down. And, like, right when my tush hits the chair, this lady walks up to me and says, are you ready? And I look around because there's, like, eight other people in the waiting room. And I'm like... Yes, <laughs> I guess she was the beard specialist. Uh, but I noticed really quickly that she didn't speak much English. So I was worried at first because I was like, what, what is she going to do to my face? <laughs> right. Yeah. But then as we started talking, I, I, I started, you know, just like I know how to order food and, and beverages in Spanish. She knew how to talk like haircuts in English, right. right? So we had just enough, and she would like confirm with me what she thought, and, I, and like we kind of started talking Spanglish here for a second, and, and then I was like, okay, I, I think she started just like kind of grabbing my face and pulling on the hair. She was like, here, here less. I'm like, yes. So, uh, so I'm ar- I'm a little worried already. I'm always worried when I get my beard trimmed because like. I don't know. Fortecatholic.com slash beard. Get you 11% off your next beard. Like, it's just been a thing. Yeah. Like, the beard's been a thing for a long time. And, like, w- when I shave off my beard completely, I look like a toddler. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's a big difference. So, I sit down. And one thing I notice that's different about this barbershop is, like, usually when you go, like, get your, your hair cut, you're sitting in a chair that is a normal chair. Your, your tush is in the seat, and your back is straight up. Well, how this one was was you, like, laid your head back after. So, like, your legs are at, like, a 90-degree angle, yeah. and then your head is at, like, almost a 90-degree angle from your neck, mm-hmm. right? So I'm laying there looking – like, my body's sitting up, but I, my head is laying down, yeah. right? So I'm, like, uh, feeling very exposed in my neckle region, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I, I don't know about you, but, like, I, I've been watching a lot of television over the last, you know, week or so because sure. it was the holidays. Like, the amount of throats I've seen slit on, like, TV shows. Like, you know, they're these big, burly, strong men. And, they, you know, they can get hit with 18 axes. But if, you know, somebody gets them with a very small knife in their necko region, dead immediately. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, uh, I don't know these people, you know. So I'm a little nervous, but, you know, whatever. I'm trying to relax. 
she starts doing like really typical things like where I've gotten my beard trim before where like just like most people get their haircuts. It's like they put a comb in the hair and then they use the little zzz, like the electric razor to start you know take taking off the big chunks. Yeah. Right. So like I lost eight pounds when she saved off my cheek, off the hair off my cheeks. Right. Yeah. And like that's all normal. Uh-huh. And you remember a few months ago where we talked about like what you're supposed to do with your eyes at the dentist. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember this? Yeah. Like, you know, don't stare at your dentist. Mm-hmm. So I just decided I'm going to close my eyes this whole time, mm. right? So I'm staring at the ceiling, and I close my eyes. And then she finishes, like, that part that I'm used to. And then I start feeling, like, this strange tugging, like, on, like in between my ears and my eyes. Okay. Like, there's this tugging sensation. And I'm like, what is she doing? And I kind of open my eye a little bit. And I see a straight razor, which I didn't ask for. <laughs> I've only gotten a straight razor shave once, mm-hmm. and it was 10 years ago, and it was very scary, and I didn't want to do it again. But I'm laying here in a place where I don't know the language, <laughs> and I open my eyes, and there's a straight razor half an inch from my eye. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just close my eyes again, and like apparently I like tightened up my body. Because she was like, are you stressed recently? I was like, well, I wasn't until 10 minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) So she starts using the straight razor on my cheek. Mm -hmm. And I'm not in like the mind space to realize where this is going. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She, She then, like my eyes are still closed throughout this whole thing. And then I just feel heat on my forehead. So she apparently went and got a hot towel. She put it over my forehead. She got another hot towel, put it down the right side of my face, another one down the left side of my face, and then another one over like my mouth Mm -hmm. and my nose to where literally at this point I opened my eyes because I'm like, what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) This has never happened before in a beard trip. So I opened my one eye and I'm like, okay, these are towels. I can confirm this. (laughs) First, you thought you were going to get your neck cut, your, your throat slit, and your neckle region. Now you're afraid you're going to get waterboarded or something. Right, yeah. It's like, I can't breathe. And now the irony is that I am wearing a mask <laughs> because she put this, this hot towel over my face and I can't breathe. And then, and then it happens, Father Anthony. As I have the towels all over my face, she starts caressing my face mm-hmm. <laughs> like through the towel right like she starts massaging my earlobes and massaging like where your jawbone goes into your head bone <laughs> the jawbone is connected to the headphone and then she's like massaging like around my nose like i'm getting a face massage mm. which i didn't sign up for mm-hmm. and i can't see anyone around me but there are 20 other people in this place Eight of which are still in the waiting room and have nothing to do other than listen to loud Tejano music and stare at me get a massage. Now, I've gotten massages before. Yeah. I love massages. They're usually very private. <laughs> like <laughs> I am in a room with one other person that is doing the massaging, and that is it. I've never been caressed by another woman that's not my wife in public, <laughs> and it was very strange for me. <laughs> so I get like like... I, like, I realize at this point that, like, it's supposed to be relaxing. And I think, like, if I knew it was coming, sure. maybe, I'd, maybe I'd be more relaxed. But I'm like, is this normal? Like, I don't know if this is normal. So, like, my whole body tenses. Like, all of my muscles are flexing, which is the opposite of the effect that she's trying. to. It's like, she notices I'm stressed. 
and she's trying to help, mm-hmm. but she doesn't realize that she's the one causing the stress. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That ends, thank God. Like, it was probably 60 seconds. It felt like an hour because I was just like, what is happening? Yeah, yeah. And then I realized why she put the hot things, like, around my neck. Mm-hmm. It's because that straight razor was going to my neck now. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm laying there staring up. Like, my neck cannot be more stretched out. And she has a straight razor on like the like th- the softest areas of my body <laughs> like she's uh, oh and then she doesn't stop the massaging by the way she's massaging my lymph nodes while pretending <laughs> to kill me with the straight blade <laughs> and this whole thing it takes 30 minutes yeah and for 5 minutes she's doing like the straight razor on my neck yeah maybe it was 10 seconds i don't know it felt like forever because i'm just like I start going through, like, God, I am sorry, like, doing the thing like you do before you go to confession. Like, here are all the sins I've committed yes, the last yes. three weeks since my last confession. I, I'm sorry, and even for the things I'm not fully sorry for, like, I have a desire to be sorry for them. Please forgive me of all my sins. Uh, take care of my wife and children when I'm gone. Uh, please help the life insurance come through quickly. You know, like, I'm, I'm literally, like, going through my end-of-life things. Because I watch too much television. Yeah. <laughs> like the, you know, the, it was just so scary. And then, you know, she finishes by showing me myself in the mirror, yeah. which was the scariest part of the whole thing. <laughs> the big reveal. <laughs> right. And it looked great. Yeah, it looks good. It looked great. This is, this is the best beard trim I've ever had in my life. And it only proves the great thing of Catholicism that only through suffering can something great come about. <laughs> so the question is, will you go back again? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta process she, that. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I need to take it to prayer mm-hmm. if I'm willing to risk my life to look good. Uh, so what, am, what am I, someone who goes to a salon? <laughs> um, so she gave me her card, and like it was just thing, like, how much do you think all of that cost? All I was there for 35 minutes. I got a massage and yeah. a beer trim. Something like, it sounds like, a, it sounds like, I don't know, 25, 30 bucks. Right. It costs ten dollars. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. So I so I tipped a hundred percent. I gave her ten dollars on top because I was like, I don't know how much of that you were like required to do and how much of it you just did. I think you always tip someone well when they have a, a straight edge uh, razor to your neck. Just in case you come back in. Yeah, that's, that's what you do. Just for the just for the next time. And she gave me her card, and it was one of those things that, like, I did not really enjoy that experience at all. Like, literally, like, my bo- like I was like a workout because I was tense the whole time. Yeah. But it's the best my beard's ever looked. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, am I going to do it? And, like, I think what I want to do is, like, go and try it again where I know it's going to happen. Yeah. And I think I'll be more relaxed. And honestly... I think I'll tell her just to drop the straight razor on my neck. Like, the straight razor on my face, that's one thing. Yeah. Like, but on my neck, I'm like, I don't know about all that. Well, so I, I've never gone to a barber shop, but I did go to a hipster beard place at a recommendation. Uh-huh. So I show up to this hipster beard place. It's early in the morning. No one's there. Uh, and they, they give me an espresso beforehand. But it was too hot to drink. And they're like, no, don't drink it yet. I'm like, okay, then I guess you should start shaving my beard so never drank the espresso. Now, I assume that these are professionals, so I'm like, just make my beard look nice because it was looking extra ugly. This person did their best. So I did the, all the face towel and everything, but I knew I was getting into that. So I'm like, if I'm going to go here, let's just go to the high end, do all the stuff. 
I think what this lady realized is that I don't have enough beard to make it look nice. She just kept cutting more and more away, not realizing I have a very, actually very thin hair on my beard. It's not good. So I was gone. My beard is basically gone. I'll never go back there again. I'll just do my own little trim up. So I, I, I have felt the process you felt, but I knew what I was getting into. So it wasn't so bad. Okay, so that uh, I'm I'm very happy for you, and I'm glad that uh, you found a place that you won't go. I'm I still can't decide, but like the the craziest thing was the crazy like the whole thing was just strange, and but it worked, which I guess is what life is. But at the same time, I was like, I had three minutes where I was like genuinely contemplating my death, like. <laughs> You know, like everybody's like, you know, oh yeah, memento mori and act like sister and have a skull on your head. Like I legitimately thought I was going to die. And which is a strange thing because like, you know, they always say when you're young, like you don't think about it. And I was young for a long time. And I think I'm just now going from like, you know, a few years ago, transferring from young to middle-aged, you know, like I'll have a a midlife crisis in nine years, you know, like I'm getting closer to that than my youth. But like, I'm a large person. Like, I'm 6'2", like 260 to 270 pounds, depending on the day or, you know, before Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving. Yeah. And, like, so I don't usually walk into any situation and be like, I am worried for my life because I'm larger or faster than most people in the room. And if not, I live in Texas, so I have something else to protect me. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm not usually worried. But here I am with this lovely she was so sweet 45 50 year old hispanic woman who took so good care of me and had a knife to my throat for five minutes and like literally with just just a little bit of pressure could end it all right yeah and it it was just a strange thing where i literally had to contemplate my death and that's not what i was planning to do when i went to go get my beard no that's fair yeah that's a surprising turn of events for sure Well, uh, speaking of surprising turn of events, whenever we come back, Father Anthony's going to uh, open this piece of mail that he is so desperately, desperately wanting to see what it is. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. As we record this, today is Giving Tuesday. You're listening after Giving Tuesday because this is giving going out on not Ashes Wednesday, the day after. I don't know what it's supposed to be called, but even though Giving Tuesday is over, it's still... The season of giving. Forte Catholic is a non-profit organization. Uh, we make, I make my living. I'm able to feed my kids and do this ministry because of the generous donations of people just like yourself. Uh, so our, our fundraiser is still going from Giving Tuesday. If you would like to, if you uh, would like to donate because you like what's going on here at Forte Catholic and want to support uh, digital evangelization and helping others do the same, ForteCatholic.com slash donate is the way to do that. Uh, if you are, you know, if you made a little bit of money this year and you're looking to do some uh, year-end giving to help you on your taxes, boy, do I have the deal for you. ForteCatholic.com slash donate. Thank you, guys. God bless. Enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I'm Taylor Stroll. That's Father Anthony Sharapa, and that's how you open a segment, everybody. <laughs> this is how you get paid the big bucks, and I just show up. Right. <laughs> so now we're going to talk about you doing Taekwondo. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that's not what we're going to do. We're going to open that mail. Okay. I was trying to mess with you. You were so happy to do this. I was like, oh, yeah, we can talk about that. I'm talking about that. I, I really wanted you to be like, oh, no, I want to open the package. And you're like, no, let's talk about me doing Taekwondo because it's the last time you yeah. felt cool. Um, okay, Probably. so, no, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do what I said. I uh, I would like you to do the big reveal. 
mm-hmm. and to open up that piece of mail that you've been so worried about for two weeks. And I promise you, <laughs> this is not the year 2001. It is not anthrax. Like, you're going to be okay. <laughs> so let's do it. All right. So I'm going to open this up into the mic for those listening. All right. You, you open mail like the child who sent this to you. Oh, look at this. This is St. Drogo by Andy Shaggy Cordy. And yes. uh, St. Drogo looks suspiciously like me, I think is the point. It is the point. So do you, <laughs> do you remember this from Twitter? Wait, yeah. And isn't, wait, what is St. Drogo the saint of? Well, we'll get into that. I want to know before before we talk about anything. You you do think that looks like you? I think it looks exactly like. You. I think yeah, like for, sure. For those watching on YouTube, uh, you you can see it. For oh, it's taking the hair out of the bun. You look like a person who goes to a salon now. Um, for those of you listening on the podcast, we will absolutely post this picture <laughs> on social media at Taylor Stroll on all the social medias. Um, what do you know about St. Drogo, Father Anthony? I know basically nothing. Uh, I feel like, wasn't he, wasn't the big joke on Twitter that he's the patron saint of ugly people? Is this? Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) So, you look like the patron saint of ugly people, Father Anthony. Nice. Do you know, do you know why he was the patron saint of ugly people? I mean, it it makes no sense because he's obviously a good looking dude. I don't understand how he could be the patron saint of ugly people. Maybe because well, he, he had what Wikipedia did he, did he says. ever did he ever podcast with ugly friends? Is that why he's the patron saint no, of ugly people? No, no. Drogo was a child of Flemish nobility. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the country, not like he had a cold. <laughs> His mother died when he was born. Yeah. He learned the reason for her death, and it was it had an emotional impact on him. Your mom's still alive, so there's a difference already. Yes. We love Gloria. Yes, Hello, she's, she's wonderful. Uh, he held himself responsible for this. Later in his life, he went through extreme penances, perhaps to relieve his guilt. Have you ever gone through extreme penances to relieve your guilt? Not really. I think you entered the priesthood to relieve your guilt. Yeah, that would count. (laughs) Eight years of seminary is enough penance for a lifetime. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So St. Drogo was orphaned as a teenager. At the age of 18, he rid himself of all property and became a penitential pilgrim. Mm. You, too, around the age of 18, rid yourself of all property and joined the seminary. As a pilgrim, he traveled to Rome about nine or ten times, so obviously holier than you. I've uh, only been be- three. <laughs> Wait, have you really been three? I've been to Rome three times, yeah. I took an airplane, though, so it's not, like, quite the same. Well, I, I don't know. I don't think he did. <laughs> Probably I don't not. know how he came. He became a shepherd for about six years, uh, which you have also become a shepherd yes. of a flock of nine parishes. Yeah. Uh, um... Reportedly, St. Drogo was able to bilocate like you are right now. You're currently in all of our devices yes. and in Pittsburgh <laughs> at your mother's house, who's definitely still alive. Uh, he was able to maintain his actual presence in two totally different places at the same time. Witnesses claim to see Drogo working in the field simultaneously and going to mass every Sunday. Now, this is the part that I have questions about, okay. Mr. Wikipedia. Okay. Uh, okay, so bilocating. We've I, I have talked about bilocating at length on this show. Yeah. If you haven't listened, listen to the last 215 episodes. <laughs> it always comes up. So here, here's the question. Uh, not St. Drogo. Father Anthony Sharapa, Pittsburgh's okay as priest. If you could bilocate, 
What would be like the the top the top tier two places that you would be simultaneous? So the, uh, once I give you my answer, you will understand why God will never give me this gift. Because if I could bilocate, I would be simultaneously playing video games and taking a nap. Which neither is priestly. <laughs> neither is very priestly. No. <laughs> like, why would, would you be... bilocate to do extra work to do twice the amount of work? Who wants to do that? Maybe right, this is why I'm not a saint. Like, here's the thing. It says, like, what I thought it was going to say yeah. is that he was working in the field simultaneously as going to Mass every Sunday. Yeah. What I thought it was going to say is working in the fields while also praying in church all the time. Mm-hmm. But he used bilocation to go to Mass on Sunday. Yeah. Like, I don't need bilocation to go to Mass on Sunday. No. I can work in the fields for six days and then go to Mass on Sunday. I don't need bilocation for that. So I, I think he didn't use this well, which is a, another thing. Not using gifts well makes you a lot like St. Drogo. There you go. Uh, this this could also be Wikipedia, not St. Drogo, but whatever. We're going with it. Yeah. Um, but if I was – I've said multiple times, if I could bilocate, one of me would constantly be working out – while the other one constantly ate. <laughs> Wait, that's a question. Does one like? Does one of you get like which one gets buff and which one gets fat, or does it even out? I, I don't know how that I, works. I am one person. Yeah. So as one of me gains one pound, the other loses one pound. Fascinating. I would figure out the perfect ratio of food to cardio, okay. and just—I mean—I would have all the time in the world yeah. to figure it out. Yeah, it's true. So that's what I would do. I would—I would become more buff. While eating whatever I wanted. That's how I would use my bilocation. Beautiful. Okay, now we get to the best part of this story. During a pilgrimage, he was stricken with an unsightly bodily affliction, like you also were 32 years ago. Uh, He became so terribly deformed that he frightened the townspeople. (laughs) In his 20s, a cell was built for him to protect the local citizens of the village from his appearance. (laughs) Since he was so holy... His cell was built attached to his church. Where's your bedroom? <laughs> attached to a chapel. St. <laughs> Drogo stayed in his cell without any human contact except for a small window in which he received the Eucharist and obtained his food, which is what our lives are going to be like after COVID keeps yeah. taking over. Uh, he stayed there for the rest of his life, about 40 years, surviving only on barley, water, and the Holy Eucharist. So beer and the Eucharist. <laughs> but... That's the, the biggest part of this is that you look just like him, and he was so ugly that he hid himself from the world so as to not not afflict others. So my primary question for you is, yeah. why aren't you holy enough to save us from your visage? You're the one who's putting me on YouTube. I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe this is your problem, not mine. Not Listen. only did I put you on my tu- YouTube, yeah. I got Nick to start putting clerically speaking on YouTube. You What's wrong too. with me? I mean, at least at mass now, I cover up most of my face most of the time so I'm, I'm i'm working towards that i'm working you towards va- that. you veil at mass now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but just across my <laughs> after face after going to the salon <laughs> yeah. you had to veil <laughs> oh boy yeah mm-hmm. okay so i i got everything i wanted out what do you think about the whole saint joko situation uh, I, I mean it's it's hilarious it's a very nice holy card such so as nice it, i'm glad it's not like a death threat or a weird love letter or other weird stuff i've gotten in the mail as a priest uh, this is much better than some of the stuff I got in the mail as a priest. <laughs> so that's what you thought? Like, yeah, like, well, let, let's go through, like, the top three, what you thought it was going to be. Knowing that I knew exactly what it was, what did you think it was going okay, to be? Okay, um, before before I knew that you knew what it was, like, when I first got it, it's like, open this mail up. I thought it was going to be some, like, really weird uh, fan mail or, like, this really weird, um, like, possessive sort of thing. 
or it was going to be some kind of death threat or something like that, or just the ramblings of an insane person. So that was, you know, typical. You thought, wait, wait, wait. You read the back that said, read this on air with Taylor, and you thought it was going to be a death threat? <laughs> you don't understand how many uh, people with difficulties I either encounter or get weird stuff in the mail. It's a weird part about being a public figure, and it's, uh, yeah, so that was like what I thought. Then, then when I told you about this, and you're like, oh, yeah, I know about it. I was afraid it was going to be something completely and utterly ridiculous that would make fun of me somehow. And I was about right. It's not ridiculous, but it does make fun of me. Uh, so overall, I'm happy with it. I'm very happy with the way this turned out. I will I will put this in my little chapel and start asking uh, St. Jorgu to pray for me. This is what I love about our friendship yeah. and my way with words. You just said that you loved the experience where I said you were so ugly you should lock yourself in a cell so no one had to look at you. And we're like we're closer because of it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's good. I'm totally okay with this. This is not surprising. All right, so let's go through some of the other patrons, uh, patronages okay. of St. Drogo. So, you know, because no one that listens to this show is ugly enough or as ugly as you, like ugly enough to have to hide themselves in a cell. Right. Mm -hmm. but let's see if other people can connect with St. Drogo. So maybe we should we can get him some more, more, um, you know, get him a little bit more action up there in heaven. Yeah, yeah a little yeah. bit more uh, prayer requests. Uh, those whom others find repulsive. Now, here's the thing. This is where it could apply to me. I'm not physically repulsive. I look amazing, but <laughs> my my personality could be quite repulsive to others. Sure. Do you think I could play this pray to Saint Drogo for that? You could. You know, I was thinking like you would pray to Saint Drogo to have more ugly friends, so it makes you look better in comparison. Maybe someone would do that. It is why I surround myself with people uh, less funny than me, so I can look funny. There you go. See, it works that way, too. So it, the, the, the part where it broke down was I married a gorgeous wife, and now I look yeah. dumb in every picture that I'm in. Mm -hmm. That's true. Because beautiful wives make beautiful children, so I'm the ugliest person in my family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here, here's a, here's a, uh, a word that you would usually uh, be the one to pronounce, but I will try to pronounce it. Bonne les messieurs. Oh, that's pretty I good. I don't know what that is, but he's the patron saint of those things slash people slash objects. Okay. Now, uh, bodily ills and broken bones. So if uh, you look temporarily ugly because you broke a bone, you can pray to St. Drogo. Yeah. Um, uh, cattle, which uh, you're... I look more and more like a cow every day. So maybe we'll we'll get to there. Uh, you talked about with your with your um, biolocation, you would sleep. Yeah. Well, maybe you wouldn't have to if you were actually St. Drogo, because mm -hmm. he is the patron of coffee house keepers, coffee house owners, a lot of coffee-related things Ooh, to that's keep cool. him awake. Yeah, nice. Uh, deaf people, deafness, which is how uh, you must feel right now. You're you wishing to be I deaf. I wish I was, yes. Segment. Uh uh, also dumbness. So also, <laughs> not just looking dumb, but actual dumbness <laughs> is your patronage. Yeah, good. <laughs> Flori su loyor, which I think was uh, in one of those Harry Potter movies in Goblet of Fire when okay. all the pretty ladies come from that other school. Mm -hmm. uh, gallstones, hernias. I had a hernia. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, so I were uh, insanity. <laughs> Very apt. Very apropos. <laughs> Oh man, midwives? Have you have you been a midwife for? Thank anyone? God, no, I've never been a midwife. I mean, I I delivered my second child on the side of the road, which is a story you told me this week. You had never heard. I had which never heard. Baffles me. 
my you're one of my best friends. I, and you've never got, heard this I guess it never about. came up. I don't know. I'm pretty sure we have talked about this multiple times and you've just mm, forgotten. No, so, I think I remember. Uh, I assumed that everyone had heard this story, so I stopped telling it all that often. Yeah. Because I th- figured people would have heard it. But you're probably the person I talked to, like the third most in the world, yeah. <laughs> and you have never heard it. So our, our second child, water break to baby out, was less than 30 minutes. Our Whoa. hospital our hospital was an hour away. She was uh, a week late with our son. She yeah. was three days early with this kid. Um, so I was watching a, uh, ironically enough, I was watching a Pittsburgh Steelers playoff game, which yeah, is okay, you know, yeah. black and yellow, black and yellow, where <laughs> you're from. And uh, water broke. Uh, we called my mom to come over and my sister come over to watch Christopher, our oldest. And we left within five minutes, got yeah. down the road, going 100 miles an hour. And I uh, put my hand down. I felt the baby's head slammed on the brakes, ran out of the car. Uh, caught the baby, but like it wouldn't have been a like a, a real catch like in the NFL. Yeah. Because I caught like half the baby. Like I had my hand on the head, mm-hmm. so I caught the head, but like baby butt hit the hit the chair. Okay. So it would have been an incomplete pass. Fair, yeah. Mm-hmm. But but it was it was it was nice and protected. At least it wasn't uh, like a fumble. That would have been worse. Right. I did not fumble the baby. It was just an incomplete pass. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, I, I, I essentially, I guess I was a midwife, yeah, yeah. which, you know, you go to salon, so that's your girly thing. Mm-hmm. I have now been a midwife, yeah. and also that same daughter, two years later, one of my best friends was getting married and asked my daughter to be the flower girl. Aww. And she practiced, and she was doing great. She looked so cute. She had all the flowers. Yeah. The moment came, she wouldn't do it. She just cried the whole time, mm-hmm. so I just I just dragged her down the aisle and threw the flowers. I was the flower girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we got um, mute people, which a lot of people wish I was sometimes. Yeah. Orphans, ruptures, sheep, shepherds, sick people, and sickness, which I don't know why you needed a, a difference there. I guess sick sheep could be an option. Sure, which yeah, I'll yeah, also yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's that's you as Saint Drogo, and I'm so thrilled about this. I I am glad I learned about Saint Drogo. He's gonna be my new friend. I'm excited about this. So uh, no one has prayed to Saint Drogo for themselves for many years. I think very few people say, play just pray to Saint Drogo because frankly, not many of us knew he existed until yes. 15 minutes ago. Exactly, <laughs> or, or or two months ago if you were in the Twitter thread yeah. with Andy Shaggy Cordy, our favorite uh, Catholic comic. Uh, but now you know about a new saint. So, uh, at, at the end of at, uh, your other little podcast, y'all always say, uh, you know, uh, pray for us and pray for your enemies too or something because we're supposed to love our enemies. You say something like that, sure. right? And uh, so here's what I want. I want everyone to pray to, to St. Drogo this week. Maybe you're too vain to pray to St. Drogo for yourself, and that's fine. Like, I gave you a ton of different options for things to pray for, but if not, pick, pick someone and when I said that, you all pictured someone that you could pray to St. Drogo for. We all learned about a new saint this week together. We all made fun of Father Anthony together. Maybe and don't I feel... tell the people you're praying for them. Just pray for them. Oh, without telling... oh I, think, I think if you have a podcast, you should do it live on the air. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so St. Drogo. Pray for us. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. We talked about my beard trim earlier, and if you are in need of uh, taking care of your beard, boy, do we have something for you. ForteCatholic.com slash beard. Uh, we'll get you 11% off everything 
from Catholic Bomb Co. Whether it's your beard, uh, whether you're looking to give uh, some Christmas gifts this Christmas to uh, the manliest people you know, uh, they've got the beard balm, they've got the beard lotions, they've got the beard combs. I love the comb, especially like when, when you're wearing your mask, you're like combing after. It's tremendous because you don't really have that like flip in your beard. You guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, we, they also have stuff for the ladies. They've got, they've got lotions and uh, lip balm as it gets cold. ForteCatholic.com slash beard. Uh, we'll get you 11% off all your orders. If you've already used the code before, just use another email and it'll work. I promise. Enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I'm still Taylor Schroll, and that is St. Drogo lookalike Father Anthony Sharapa. Boy, we're having some fun today. We talked yes. about a very strange uh, massage, neck massage that I got the other day during my beard trim. We talked about how Father Anthony uh, is essentially the same person as the saint known for being ugly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, t- now we're going to talk about one of the reasons that m- maybe you got ugly because of this, this practice that we talked about okay. earlier. You told me months ago. Yeah. And how I do show prep is I don't like prep like the night before. Right. I prep with life. Mm-hmm. So like when something strange happens, like us playing Xbox two months ago and you saying you did Taekwondo. Yeah. I just type in my notes on my iPhone. Father Anthony, Taekwondo. Yes. And so whenever we're about to do a show together, I type in Father Anthony. I find all the dumb things you said over the last <laughs> month. And that's our show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so please tell us. Please enlighten us. I, like, it's one of those things that, like, maybe you tell people this all the time. Like, me having a kid on the side of yeah. the road uh, who's half Hispanic and says birthplace unknown on her birth certificate. But, you know, whatever. Uh, tell us about your Taekwondo experience as a young man. Yeah, so I started when I was so I did Taekwondo for about thirteen years. I uh, stopped. That baffles me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I did that for about thirteen years. It's funny because I'm uh, I, I was never very good at sports, but I was good at Taekwondo. Um, so I wanted to sign up for karate as a little kid because I watched uh, Power Rangers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm like, that's what I want to do, and. Uh, I want to be a hero in a half shell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, that sounds like awesome. And uh, so we had a local place, Taekwondo place. And uh, it's a martial art that focuses mainly, mainly on power and kicking. Uh, if you ever watch it on the Olympics, all they do is kick. Now, our uh, master who trained us, he liked boxing. So we did a little bit more punching and that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, I did that. I went to class once or twice a week for about 13 years. I became a fourth degree black belt. Um, the cool thing about that is that whenever I entered the, the dojong or the dojo, if you will, everyone would have to stop what they're doing, bow to me, and then they could continue what they're doing. Whenever bow I, to me! Yeah, I know. I didn't have to say anything. <laughs> the next highest rank below me would tell everyone to stop what they're doing and bow to me. Whenever I left, everyone would have to stop what they're doing and bow to me, and then they could go continue about the so business. So that's why you expect that in your priest. I do. I do. <laughs> 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 yeah, so it was good. I did. Um, there was a lot of like interschool tournaments that I did. Uh, I did pretty well. Uh, there was one. It was called the U.S. Open. It was mostly just uh, East Coast places, and uh, I got kind of like we call baseball like the World Series. Yeah, exactly. It was a U.S. Open. <laughs> like there's a lot of people there, but it was not the entire United States, not at all. Uh, I did well in that. I got golden sparring. Um, uh, though interesting that tournament, I uh, you know won the first two matches or whatever. Um, and all of our inter tournament, like inter school tournaments, you were not allowed to like kick people in the face. You could do like a controlled kick to the head, but if you actually like boom, nail them in the face, 
that would like minus a point off of you. You had to use control. And this it's one called you the Saint Drogo rule. Exactly, the Saint Drogo rule. And this one, you could just kick people in the face. And I was unaware of this. So when the kid kicks me in the face, I'm like, you can't do that. Now the judges don't pause anything like I expect them to. So he kicks me again, and they they called it a point. I'm like, this is stupid. I know this. So I, I settled down. And for that one, he kicked me a third time in the face. But he made my nose bleed, so he was disqualified. So, wait, I have to pause you. Yeah. I have to pause you. Because you're talking about getting kicked in the head. Yeah. We just talked last segment about St. Drogo and looking ugly and dumbness. Yeah. When you said three times in the head, you held up two fingers. <laughs> no, I didn't do this. I did this. Maybe no, this. you definitely the held up time. two fingers. And I think we all understand now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It makes sense. Um, so that's how I got to the finals. In the finals, I won my match. Um, so, yeah, I did this uh, for quite a you, while. Wait, you got to the finals by getting kicked in the face? Yes. How did that work out? Yes, it worked out because he got disqualified because he drew blood. And then I moved on to the finals, and I won uh, normally, you know, through uh, scoring points. Mm-hmm. So wait, because he beat you up so much, you won? Yeah, and that one. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at all. You weren't allowed to draw blood, and he drew blood, so he got disqualified. So it's I went. not his fault you're a pansy that bleeds easy. <laughs> you know what? I feel like it was an advantage, and I took advantage of that advantage if you will and then you're the just, finals you're, you're just standing there with your arms back with your face in front make me bleed it's the only <laughs> way i can win <laughs> but yeah um i could do cool you're stuff you're punching yourself yeah like i jumped over people and broke boards and uh all that kind of uh fun stuff um and it was uh, what i did for a long time and then uh seminary happened and i stopped going so people like look at me now yeah. And they see a chubby, tall, white guy. Yeah. And they don't see that I used to be a tremendous athlete, that sure. I was very fast and one of the fastest people in the state of Texas. And I ran in college. I look at you and I, uh, it's, it's the same, but the opposite. You're so skinny and scrawny. Yeah. That I don't, I don't see a, a, a fighter that people bowed to. I don't see it. And I just I'm, don't like, see You wouldn't even, like, at that time, I was like 135 pounds. So uh, I was even skinnier then. Um, and that was the problem. As I got into like the higher ranking like tournaments and stuff, I was not strong enough. Like I was fast enough uh, and skilled enough, but not strong enough in some of these things. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's 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 funny it, that those skills did not translate to any other sport. I was always very bad at all the sports. It was just Taekwondo that I was good at. Uh, and uh, yeah, I've got a bunch of medals somewhere in my parents' house. And yeah, I was good at it. It's it's crazy it's crazy to me. You said it, and like I've been floored since you said it. Yeah, like I, I really have because like I said earlier in the show that whenever I walk into a room, yeah, I'm not afraid of many people. Like mm-hmm. it happens every now and then where it's like that guy could beat me up. Yeah, and I've spent hours with you. Yeah, and never once did I feel like I was at risk of bodily injury. Yeah. What should I have been? I mean, if you got in a fight with me, yeah, you should have been. But here's the thing. This is why I don't talk about it. Because everyone has that one friend who's good at martial arts. And they always like to talk about how they could beat everyone up. And they're usually wrong. Because they're usually not as good as they think they are. The difference between them and me is that I'm actually right about it. And I keep it to myself. So, there you go. I just don't want to be the guy who talks about it all the time. Because also, like, it's been what? Seven, like 17 years, not 17 years, like 10 years. Oh my gosh, like 12 years since I ever did it again. So like, I can't kick people in the head like I used to. I kick you very hard in the kneecaps. 
um, which would I'm sure would hurt. But like, it's not like I still have all those skills. I, I probably think it would don't. hurt you. <laughs> I probably <laughs> would. Are very hard. Yeah, like, like I still got like cracking in my joints from when I did it, like in my right arm and shoulder and my knees, because it's it is it is tough on your joints that um, particular kind of martial art. But uh, yeah, I know how to punch and kick people well enough. See, here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing, and here's here's where like where I'm unsure. Okay. Because our good friend, Allison Sullivan, yeah. who is a co-host on this show, and you have both been in the Ministry Madness bracket, yeah. which if we did not do one this year because this year didn't deserve any fun. I figured people were fighting enough. I, I didn't need them fighting in a virtual fight. But what it was, every year for the last three years until this year, we put all these ministry leaders, speakers, podcasters into a bracket. And it was essentially everybody got to vote who, who would win in a legal boxing match. You lost in like the round of 32 and Allison Sullivan got second place. And like there was a women's bracket, which means in the final four, she defeated a man. Yeah. And she thinks she could beat me up. And she's talked about this on the on the air like two months ago. And she was like, well, I could beat you in boxing if you didn't punch hard. I'm like, what? What? Then that's not me. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what you want from me. I don't know what you want from me. So here's and, and like. Here's my thought. When I was in the best shape of my life, and I was a I was a good boxer, like I never did it like in a boxing ring, but we would spar all the time, or we would actually fight all the time and football and all these things. Yeah. And I got to be like one of the one of our better boxers. Yeah. And I was you know, big, strong, six percent body fat, could lift a room. Yeah. And uh, I went against up against this wrestler who was really good. So mm. like a very decorated wrestler. Yeah. And he and I, like we, he, he was like, uh, let, let's, let's wrestle. So I was like, okay, fine. And he, I outweighed him by a hundred pounds. I was stronger than him. I was faster than him. All the things. Yeah. Uh, the problem was he was very trained. Yeah, exactly. Like mm-hmm. you were trained in Taekwondo and he, it was one of those things that if we were fighting like boxing, yeah. I was beating him. Sure. But if he got me to the ground one time, I was tapping out and yeah. it was over. <laughs> Here's the thing about Taekwondo, Father yeah. Anthony. If I get to stay on my feet the whole time, I, I, I'm wondering how much the size and speed and all of that stuff would ne- like how, what percentage of the Taekwondo mastery would that negate? Like, I kind of want to fight you now. Just okay. to see. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that'd be interesting. Um, uh, the thing is, uh, s- speed generates power. That was the thing. Um, and we would practice trying to kick people before they could realize what they were doing. Uh, and uh, like I said, now who knows, who knows, you know, it's not a thing that I, I, I care about. Um, you know, I don't need to let everyone, like I wouldn't let, I wouldn't fight you. Cause I wouldn't want to do that to your ego, you know, cause we're friends. Well, I, I care about this deeply. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I canceled my trip up to Pittsburgh and when we come to Pittsburgh, we're going to find a ring <laughs> and we're actually going to do this. Okay. We talked about me beating up Allison Sullivan for, for, for uh, content. But I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. Uh, yeah. But I, I think this would be a blast. I think we should do it. Okay, let's get. Some, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> and it, look, here's the thing, though. No matter what, I will win because if I realize, if I if I do realize that mm-hmm. I'm in the situation where you are beating me at the match, yeah, I I know I'm smarter than you. 
So I will find your foot as it kicks me. I will put my face in front of it. I will then bleed, and therefore I will win. Like, no matter what happens, I will be the victor. <laughs> you did not kick my face. I headbutted your foot. <laughs> <laughs> you thought that you would win, but it was me, Taylor. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Okay, well... That that was all news to me. Mm-hmm. I have one final thing that I want to talk about sure. on the show today. Complete complete 180 from what we were just talking about. And uh, Christmas is coming up, and people are talking about gifts. If you want to buy, uh, if you like the show or have pe- if people that like the show, com slash store. Uh, use a code, I think it's 2020. Use the code 2020. If your 2020 was bad, you'll get 20% off. You can look as cool as us in these shirts and uh, logo shirts and all this, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but, um, with Christmas coming up, Father Anthony, what would be like the top three gifts that you could receive for Christmas? And uh, we already know that the St. Drogo and being called ugly was number three. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. what were the other two? Uh, the, uh, let's see. Um, I would very much like the new Xbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is the thing that I want. And then, um, as far as other stuff, there's not a lot I want. I would like more, uh, exercise gear because, um. It's always train for our fight. (laughs) Train for our fight. That's what I want. I want some more uh, shirts and uh, sweatpants and that kind of thing, so that uh, I can train for the fight. That'd be good. Okay, Uh, if if I was going to send you a bouquet of flowers, yeah, we already did number one, two, and three. What number would bouquet of flowers be for you? If they were from you, they'd be number one, Taylor. (laughs) You're ruining the bit. (laughs) (laughs) If. If Andy Shaggy Cordy was to send you a bouquet of flowers, what number would it be? Uh, 500. Okay. <laughs> no offense, Andy. You seem like no, a nice yeah. dude. <laughs> you seem like a nice <laughs> Thanks guy. for the card. You're great. <laughs> he, he already gave you your Christmas gift. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this the other day. You've heard of a spiritual bouquet, yes? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you know, if you don't want to buy something for someone and you're cheap, you can be like, well, I'll pray three rojis for you. <laughs> And it's a spiritual bouquet. Yes. You know, yes. like people do this for priests a lot because mm-hmm. like, you know, a lot of people make food for priests and then priests go on their podcast called Clerically Speaking and complain about all the food that they get for free. And, oh, you're making us fat. So then the next time we're all like, well, fine, then we'll give you a spiritual bouquet, which isn't real. Someone made it up because they were cheap. But <laughs> here, here's the thing. Here's why I'm bothered with spiritual bouquet. OK, yeah. It wouldn't even be in my top 500. It, it, I I. You could go on Amazon. I could find a million items that I would want before you gave me a bouquet of flowers. Mm-hmm. So why don't we call it a spiritual Rolex or a Ooh. spiritual diamond? Yeah. Like who wants a spiritual bouquet? Why not give somebody like, I'm going to give you a spiritual Xbox. I'm going to give you a spiritual beard trim. Like, why is it the <laughs> worst thing we could possibly give someone? Like, <laughs> like even when it, it's like, oh, uh, like I even I've thought about this. Okay. Taylor, like bouquets, like girls, like ladies want bouquets of flowers more than men. Yeah. Okay, fine. My wife would much rather a, a Rolex or AirPods okay. or literally anything before a bouquet of flowers. Wait, tell me if I follow. So a spiritual Rolex would still be like a bunch of rosaries. You just call it something differently or is, does the prayer have to be different? Oh, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I just want people to stop saying spiritual bouquet. Okay. <laughs> I want a spiritual bag of money. I want it to have like, like the money sign. I want it to be a sack of money, like in the cartoons. That's what I want from you. Wait, here, here's the problem that I that I saw with my theory, though. Okay. I think it has to be something, but it can't be something that good. 
Okay. Which is going to get me in trouble. But, like, you can't tell someone I'm going to give you a spiritual bag of money. I'm giving you a spirit. I'm giving you a bag of money, Father Anthony. Nice. It's filled with a thousand dollars of spiritual money. It's uh, like, yeah. Oh, hmm. like that's mean, you know. Yeah. Okay. But like, we should come up with another dumb name like bouquet, but that means a little more to people, but not too much. <laughs> like a, a spiritual six pack, like a yeah. beer or something, <laughs> like or yeah. uh... sure, fine. Yeah. I don't care what it is. Just stop saying spiritual bouquet. <laughs> okay. I just need to get that off my chest. I'm Taylor Schroll. That's Father Anthony Sharapa, <laughs> also known as St. Drago. I'll be back next week. Say it! Well, that's a wrap on the wildest show we've done in a while. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. If you want to stay connected with us and with Forte Catholic, uh, we're all over social media. On Facebook, we've got our Facebook page, Forte Catholic. On Twitter, there's at Forte Catholic and at Taylor Schroll. And on Instagram, it's all one, at Taylor Schroll. Uh, uh, get connected with us, guys. We would love to, to, uh, to get to know you guys and to chat with you and uh, you know try to get more followers than Father Anthony. All right. Bye.